This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. Everything you need or want for your healing needs, it is there. It's mostly, well, you can't smoke it. You can't ingest it. There's very little THC, actually less than 1%. It's more of rub-ons lotions and that sort of stuff that you apply on top of your skin and then it absorbs and it takes away your pain so this works for your everyday blue collar worker your athletes anyone who has aches and pain so please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com and if you're into nerd culture and you like to collect stuff please visit firstrow.ca this is a canadian company i love to support based out of winnipeg manitoba if you use promo code the podcast 20 you'll receive 20 percent off they too ship within north america but with this website everything you see there is in canadian funds so to all you american listeners it's a little bit cheaper rate for you once they ship down to you and then there's a conversion rate they got everything from signed memorabilia to comic books to wrestling figures literally any sports memorabilia they have there they update daily so you could visit them every day to see something new i'm sure you'll find something you'll like there so please visit firstrow.ca and if you want to support me directly please go to my merchandise store at tpublic.com or if you scroll down on your device it's embedded right there in today's description click on the link takes you right to my merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel cases, to mugs, to even COVID masks. Protect yourselves and protect your loved ones and others around you today. Go grab yourself something nice. And if you can't support me monetarily, I totally understand during these hard times, like I've been saying for the longest time now. So if you do want to support me, the easiest thing to do and the most important thing to do and the most important thing to you as the listener, it's free of charge. It takes two seconds, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, but most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guest is a Canadian broadcaster that you can hear each and every morning as he hosts the starting lineup on Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Gemini Award winner and the play-by-play voice for NHL 20, James Sobolski. How are you? I'm good. How's it going, my friend? How are you today? 
I am, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've been just uh, overdosing on large amounts of hockey <laughs> right. uh, over the last little while. It's funny, man. There's, there's times where it's like I barely even had a chance to barely pay attention to baseball. Okay. Um, you know, even basketball. There's so much going on. It's just, I mean, it's just one after another. It's like March Madness every day right now for all the sports. It's, you know, you want it, no you got it. So it's it's fun. There's lots to talk about finally, and uh, so it's been good. And everybody's keeping safe here, most first and foremost, with the right. kids and the family, and. I uh, finally got rid of all my facial hair. I finally got a, a COVID cut. There you so, go. Uh, yeah, I've tightened it up. I've tightened it up. So you must be one of the people that just been loving that sports is back. How hard has it been with this whole gap of not? Ha- well, we had like MMA and I guess wrestling sort of counts in some people's eyes. But other than those sports and I guess soccer overseas, but the main sports that people watch in North America have been kaputs done. And now it's starting to come back. So what have you been doing on, I guess, on your your side of being a broadcaster? Yeah, no, I mean, for, for me, it's been, re- it's been really challenging. Um, you know, the fact that you're just trying, I mean, for me as, as a talk show host for three hours a day right. uh, here in Vancouver uh, for Sportsnet 650, it's, I mean, those few months, I mean, you're, you're spitballing, you're guessing, you're, I mean, you try to do some different things, you try to be a little creative, you try to have some fun. We did a countdown for the greatest play-by-play call of all time, and you know, that was a little something we, we thread along the way. But, you know, just to try to figure out what, you know, what worked, what didn't, it was, I think the audience kind of disappeared, right? I mean, you know, there's no sports. I mean, what's there to talk about? So that right. was a real challenge to kind of find the balance of how much do you sit there and speculate? It's almost like when you go through a lockout now, as, as a broadcaster, I've endured, you know, a few lockouts like we all have and work stoppages and you know it's it's challenging but at least there were other things that were happening from a sports standpoint with this everything died right like like there was no hockey there was no basketball there was no baseball you know football no golf had stopped and so where things kind of came back intermittently but you know stuff that really plays the hits i mean you know, especially here in, in Vancouver, I mean, mm. it, this is a Canucks town first and foremost. Of I course. mean, with all due respect to the Whitecaps and the Lions, they just don't move the meter the way that the Canucks do. It's, you know, in, in Toronto, I mean, you, the Raptors have finally hit a point where they are, you know, a legit talking point on the airwaves. You know, finally. just as the Jays have been for several years. And then you've got the Leafs or other distractions. So right. that was really challenging for us these last few months just try to have some fun, look for some different guest ideas and, and try to be a little creative at times. But yeah, no, it was like, okay, what the hell? We're making chicken soup out of chicken poop again. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. So with sports coming back, I think mm-hmm. baseball is doing it miserably, obviously, and good on the Canadian government for not allowing it to happen up here. But in your opinion, let's not talk about who's doing bad. Who's doing it the best? Do you think it's hockey? Do you think it's basketball? In your opinion, as a broadcaster, it's hard not to think that hockey has really done it right. And, and if, you, if you look at it, I think there was a real sense from the National Hockey League. They wanted to have at least one hub city in Canada to make sure there was an inclusivity because of just how much Canada, you know, the market means to, to the sport of course. and to the league. That being said, it was good that as much as we all wanted the NHL to make a decision, 
know, good on the league to kind of slow play it. Mm. They didn't make any rash decisions, and they allowed for things to play out. And it got to a point, like, how many times did somebody say, Vegas is a slam dunk? Vegas is a slam dunk. It's going right. to happen. It'll be, one of the hub cities is definitely going to be Vegas because of the amenities and blah, blah, blah. Well, all of a sudden, you look at the cases spiking. There are a lot of places that didn't make sense. And so for the National Hockey League to look and say, let's compare the numbers in Canada. Mm. Let's compare the numbers in the United States. And let's see where it goes. And you look at where things are at. What were the latest numbers from the National Hockey League with 7,000 tests and counting and there were no positive tests? Mm. I mean, that's that's doing something right. And, and I think the players suddenly starting to kind of get their ish together going, okay, we got to make sure we tighten it up. And now they're in this bubble and you know they're kind of on watch and they're on a bit of a lockdown. And, you know, it, these stories there were, and you got to give MLS credit. Like they were kind of the Guinea pigs to a degree with this, sure. right? Like they yeah. got things started and you know, you had two teams that had to pull out and withdraw because they were training in their respective cities and, you know, cases rising in Texas and, you know, FC Dallas had to pull out, Nashville had to pull out as well. But once things kind of settled down in that bubble in in Orlando, things have been kind of going steady. It's just been more the focus on the sport. And the NBA has just been business as usual. We haven't heard of anything dramatic outside of injuries with the NBA. And the same with the National Hockey League. You know, Major League Baseball You've got players that are given way more leeway. And Mm. as much as you talk about players with families, it's the guys who don't have the families I think you have to worry about. The guys who are, you know, in their early 20s. Look, and and I say this personally speaking, I look at the news cycle, what's happening here locally, and how cases have started to climb again here in British Columbia. Mm. Why is that? Because of people that are in their 20s and 30s, young people that think they're invulnerable and you know if they do get COVID-19 are they going to get you know are they going to die probably not you know you look at the numbers they would say they'll probably survive but at the same time it's how many other people have been sick as a result of it right and there was an outbreak in Kelowna and, and it all stemmed because of a bunch of young people partying and so look I, I would say the National Hockey League has done it really well. I think you got to give credit to the NBA as well. I, I just think that Major League Baseball has given too much runway and to sit there and go business as usual, bouncing. Right. Like how many teams have been uh, impacted in the first, what, two weeks? The Jays lost a series. The Marlins had 20, <laughs> play, 20 members of their organization you know, impacted, so they didn't play for a week. Right. The Cardinals now are on the sidelines. Here's you know, in, an institution in baseball. you got 13 members of the organization there. You've had the Philadelphia Phillies that had to sit idle because of you know the impact because of the Marlins rolling into their town. The Detroit's now lost games because they had to cancel the series with the Cardinals. Like all these teams have been impacted because of what appears to be potentially irresponsible behavior from some of these players that just had way too much leeway and then i look at the national football league which is about six weeks away from getting going and what happens with the national football league now you're talking about just a coaching staff alone that is basically the size of a major league baseball (laughs) i know right we're a hockey team you know never mind the players you're talking about two dozen coaches and assistants and then you're going to throw in their management team on top of that that would be on the sideline all the players to that effect as well how are you going to police that a league of what you know 32 teams 
with say over 50 players on each team and then you throw in all the coaching staff and the personnel you're talking about what you're talking about over 3,000 people being and how do you have everybody under wraps this is what I find a little tricky so if you were making a living off of sports do you think in a perfect world just shut it down until all this is done and over with well I mean I, I wonder what that with school right now Right, I mean, what, what's going to happen with the kids? So they announced last week in, in the province of British Columbia here, and, and I think a lot of provinces are going through it right now. It's a debate in Ontario, and you know the discussions happening in Alberta, saying, "Okay, here's what's going to happen: kids are going to wear masks." Like they announced that they're going to, they're planning here for full time mm-hmm. school for kindergarten to grade twelve. Which, in one breath, I think a lot of families are going great you know what get the kids out of the house get them back in school sure and the other side is like okay well how is this going to work like how do you maintain social distancing in a classroom you know two meters apart six feet apart for each kid when there's 30 kids in the classroom right right you know what i mean if i like could i walk in here i'm six feet tall but could i like wingspan (laughs) i got i got i got a long wingspan you know but at the same time you know, if I stretch my arms out, mm-hmm. could I? Could you have enough separation between all thirty kids in the class? True. Hell no. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's not happening. So, <laughs> what does that look like? They're going to announce their plan in another three weeks, but I, I just, um, I think that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out based on class sizes and logistics, mm. and then it's the risk of going back. So, you know, do you shut everything down? My sense for us, I, I look, our employers have kind of suggested that we're probably not going to go back in the office until the new year, oh, until wow. 2021. Okay, and yeah. so, you know, that's another, like, I haven't been in the office in five months. Now, personally wow. speaking, for my own mental health and well-being, I have enjoyed not having to commute. You know, you I go. get almost an hour and a half of my day back every day for not having to drive. Sure. and. You know, that's kind of great. I mean, that's time to go exercise if I'm not feeling lazy or, you know, that's time with the kids, all the rec programs as much as, I, uh, you know, as much as it's great to have the kids run around and active. I've loved having family dinners. <laughs> you know, like that's sitting down at six, six o'clock, you know, like we went through a soccer season, you know, and soccer's a winter sport out here. Okay. But we had days with four girls in the house, you know. All of my girls, they, they, they had soccer on Sunday. Then there was, you know, their academy session on Monday. So there was three of them in that. Um, then one practice Tuesday. Then there was three of the practice Wednesday, one practice Thursday. Right. Um, and then my, my better half, she would have games on, <laughs> on Friday nights. So, like, we're talking six out of seven days we had soccer. So it was always somebody was running out the door. And that, you know... I mean, you're just keeping your head up, but you're like thinking to yourself, man, this rat race was crazy and everybody doing it. And all of a sudden this has been kind of like, you know, do I get a little, do I get a little bored jogging in the the same route in the neighborhood all the time? Sure. But I've enjoyed like, you know, the weather, the weather's been good for the most part over the last five months. And, you know, ask me in three months from now when it's raining all the time, (laughs) maybe it's a different story, but I, I, I just... I, I think in a lot of ways, does it make sense to shut everything down? I don't know. I think where we're at right now makes the most sense. I mean, the, the NHL has obviously, so, yeah. 
done a really good job. It's look, we're only what five days into this thing, right. so uh, as we talk about, as yes, we talk, as we record, yeah, I feel like they're doing it right. I mean, if if there's ways to do it right, if there's ways to keep people safe and ways to protect people, then. Yeah, I think you can open the doors, right? I mean, you look at stores or, you know, grocery stores have kind of stayed open and we've needed that, right? I mean, we're not yeah. hoarding toilet paper anymore. <laughs> Things have kind of calmed down. And, um, no kidding. That, that's, import- that's important too, but, I, you know, to just keep everything shut and lock the doors, I, I feel like that's probably a little extreme, but I would say this, like, we took it very seriously here. We didn't we mess did, around, yeah. and um, we've true. tried to be mindful. I think some people have been a little more liberal than others. Right, um, of course. But I think at the same time, if there's a window to open doors and make it happen, like, I'll say this, like, have we gone to restaurants a few times? Yes, but have we gone inside to eat? No. no. Me I think neither. I went, you know what? I went for full, I went for full once about a month ago. Okay. Um, but there was, like, one other table. Right, like a lot with a lot of space at one other table there, you know, and that felt a little weird at first. But you know, anytime I've met up with anybody, it's it's outside, it's staying outside. Yes, you're right. Doing it that way. Yeah, no kidding. Same thing that me and my wife have been doing: just patios and staying outside in people's backyards or in our backyard. That's it. That's what else can you do? Well, what about visually and aesthetically? What sport do you think is doing it best? In my opinion, I'm loving the basketball vibe. The hockey, you could still tell there's no fans and whatever. Basketball sort of gets away with it. Baseball stadium's way too huge. You can't hide it. So, in your opinion, who do you think is doing it the best? I think the UFC. Oh, MMA has probably done it best. There you go. To be be honest with you, I I think the UFC has probably done it best. I feel like the sport doesn't necessarily uh, need. You know, they don't necessarily need fans in the stands. True. Um, You know, sure, like a hype fight, you 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 capture the energy a little bit more. But, um, but I think that. The way things have played out, I I think with hockey, yes, there's times it feels like, you know, you could use some fans in the stands. Basketball, I still don't know if I'm completely sold on the virtual fans on oh, those green okay. screens along. I don't know if I'm sure. over the moon on it, but it's it's okay. Right. Um, it's still early, so I feel like I'm not entirely sold <laughs> on it. Um you know, baseball, I'm, I'm okay with the empty stadiums. I don't love all the fake fans behind it because baseball is oh. so big. Um, right. You know, I think soccer has been okay for the most part. I'll That's tell you true. what, like you know, with the piped in crowd noise, I've actually found it okay. I feel like soccer's really done it well. Okay. Um, watching it a few times. I don't know if hockey's done it quite to perfection just yet. And, mm-hmm. Um I think it's. I think it's still trying to figure out. I mean, I, th- I don't like. I don't think the NHL needs to sound the horn for every time a team scores the goal. Like, give it to the home team. True. You know, the road the road team doesn't need to have that. Um, but I think MMA. I think MMA's probably done it because it's a more intimate setting. You hear the coaches. Right. Uh, you hear the exchanges. I feel like there's still a pure form for that with mixed martial arts. I, I feel like wrestling. I mean, not that it's a sport, but WWE. WWE has been absolutely, it's been an absolute death blow for them without fans and their product right. has suffered in a big way. Like that's, you know, I don't think you ever realize how important the fan was, you know, for that industry until yeah. these last four or five months. You know, I think AEW's probably done it better um, yep. looking at their product than WWE, but 
that's um, that's how I'd kind of view in terms of the presentation so far. Uh, for most of them, is it perfect? No, but you know, I think when you start seeing games kind of ramp up with the intensity, like the ca- watching the Caps and the Lightning the other night, like two okay, yeah. legitimate heavyweights. Like I watched that game, going, man, like <laughs> this is fantastic. Like these are just two teams going at it now. How would that game have translated with a hype crowd in there? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that would have been a lot of fun. But, um, but no, I, I, I think I think most are doing the best that they can right now. Um, some aren't perfect just yet, but I, I, I'm I'm okay with the presentation of hockey. I'm okay with the presentation of baseball and basketball. Um, I'm not again. I'm not sold on the virtual fans. I don't. I do not like baseball's attempt with the cardboard cutouts. I don't need fake Mary Hart behind home plate. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Now you mentioned wrestling, obviously, and you said it's not a sport. Okay. So, do you think it should be on, say, sports stations like Sportsnet and so forth, and talked about on Connected and all those other type of shows, or should it be its own thing left to decide as entertainment? No, I think it should still be on sports networks. I mean, it's. Look, I mean, it's it's a form of look. I think there's a tremendous amount of athleticism and people that hate wrestling. I know it drives them nuts on it, but true. Uh, <laughs> I, I think people still people still watch it. I, I, to me, I still think it, there's a crossover there. Okay, yeah. I, I, like I, I still think that there's a crossover with your with the audience. I'll give you an example. Hmm. You know, if if a notable name. Randy Macho Man Savage. Of course. Randy Randy Savage dies, mm-hmm. right? And so he and you know he died almost 10 years ago. Right. But that was that was pretty big news when he passed away, wasn't it? No kidding. Like should that story like I mean it, even if it's even if sports like should that not resonate from a sports audience like would that story not work in the news cycle? I would think so. Right. No, I mean that's there's enough pop culture resonance uh, for a name like that. So I don't have an issue with it. I mean, for the last, what, quarter century, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I go back to when I was a kid. I used to watch, what, Stampede Wrestling there on go. TSN and Ed Whalen hosting that Pro Wrestling Plus and wow. uh, watching, um, you know, and Monday Night Raw for years. And then Sportsnet's had, you know, has had Raw and SmackDown for, what, how many years now? Yeah, a while and, now, and, yeah. I mean, I went, I went down, you know, you go back 2003, so we're talking 17 years ago. I remember going down to um, to Seattle before WrestleMania that year, oh, wow. and I, I did a sit-down with The Undertaker. Oh, sweet. Right? And, he, and he was out of character for that, which is right. funny, because it's got like a million YouTube views. Somebody posted that interview, and okay. it's got like a million, because it was at the time, like now, obviously, Undertaker's of kind course. of, you know unofficially retired but right. he uh, but he had done this rare interview out of character and talking about the business and and you know at the time like taker was he was kind of down on the card right so true uh they were like oh hey we'll give you the undertaker <laughs> oh, oh, we can make that work and uh so we did this interview with the undertaker and but like that's 17 years ago so that tells you like it's been on like there's there's a generation of people who have grown up with wrestling on conventional sports networks like Sportsnet and TSN forever. Yeah, true. But do you deal think... Deal with it. Deal with it. If you don't like it, don't watch. How right? about this, though? Do you think it should be reported like a real sport? Like having highlights of Monday Night Raw during the highlight packages and stuff like that? And legit no. interviews? 
No, right? No, I think I no, I think you could put. I I, I think I think yeah, I would put it this way. Hmm. I would say this for a significant title change that resonates. Oh, okay. Something something that resonates enough. Something that would have like what are people talking about? Hmm. You know, I, I would say I would say if That's something is relevant enough, where uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what would an example would be, but. I don't know a title change at WrestleMania, right? A big title change at SummerSlam, maybe report. <laughs> yeah, like I don't need a post game report, but you know, Ronda, like Ronda Rousey, like you know, there's like Ronda there Rousey. Go. I think moves the meter still for a lot of people. Um, you know, Bro- like a Brock Lesnar. Like right. if there's a super, like if there's a, a dream match or Makes you sense. know, John, C- you know, whatever, like a John Cena and The Rock, like. That to me would move the meter for people, right? And that's so. That's where I would say you could maybe have a brief highlight. I don't think you would lead a sportscast with it or a, a sports. <laughs> of course, with it, but, right? Um, but you know, I think for most, for the most part, like they, there's shows like Aftermath with Jimmy Corderas. They, they do go. a great job with that, and I think there's room with that. Um, I mean, there's some great websites. I love you know post wrestling. Shout out to John Pollock and and his team. Of course. Um, that they do a really nice job that I'll, I, I look for content and information, but outside of that, I don't think it necessarily should be worked into the high, into the highlight real packages. I, I, you know, I, I, I will stand down on, at least on that as a, as a wrestling fan, I will stand down on the fact that, uh, um, I, it doesn't need to be part of the highlight. Shows. Well, you just brought up the rock. <clears throat> what do you think of him purchasing and being co-owner now of the XFL? Well, he's a businessman. Right, I mean, you're talking about the biggest star in in Hollywood. So you think of what his worth is, and and how that guy has, you know, not has done a really smart job, and and also working with his ex wife too, and how they've maintained a right? partnership. Right, I know, crazy. Um, but you know, as a production company with his, what are they, seven bucks production or something along something those like lines? That, yeah, but I think so. how they how they have invested in content, creating shows, how he's put his name to it. Um, he is striking while the iron's hot. And so he's Smart. become probably the biggest, you know, action star in Hollywood right now. And then on top of that, I mean, that guy's a workaholic. I mean, he's in the gym, he's doing right. one project to the next, whether, you know, it's some sort of, you know, compete games on, on conventional television. I mean, Baller's got what about five seasons out of that, right? Um, Another good. You show. know, he's a smart guy, and and for them to kind of gobble up the XFL, like I thought the XFL had legs. Right. You know, had, co- had had the coronavirus not hit when it did, you know, I'm, the yeah. XFL finishes probably the season. Like, how do you build a fan base in one year? I know, right? Like, look at look at Toronto. Like, look at how long it took for Toronto FC to really kind of get their ish together. Right? No kidding. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, it's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing here. Like, the Whitecaps in Vancouver have been around for almost ten years. Oh. Now you have your niche fans. You've got your people that are, hey, you know what? Day one, I'm in, and I'm in it to win it. No, but but I was just saying, like, you know, you look at the Whitecaps, right? And they've been in the market for ten years, and. You know, do they resonate enough from a from a TV rating standpoint? And you know, are, have they really become must see viewing for the Vancouver sports fan, or or even Toronto FC? Like they they took a long time, and then they finally won a title, and you know, you had people finally buzzing about Toronto FC. But that took a long time. Man, I used to live, you know, a couple of blocks in Liberty Village around the corner from where BMO <laughs> Field was in Toronto. Oh wow! Okay. You know, after after the shine wore off that expansion year, 
you know, there were a lot of empty seats and, you know, mismanagement (laughs) of that organization. And, uh, you know, it's got to take time to build something for people to find a product. And I think for the XFL, you need, it needs to go beyond just a year. You cannot measure something on just, you know, week to week. And I think had the numbers, you know, the numbers started healthy from a rating standpoint and they dropped, but you know, the crowds looked like they were okay. And, you know, they were finding obviously a viewing audience that was still in the seven figures. Mm. It's what it was going to finish at. And I think That's people true. were talking about the football. It wasn't just a, you know, like the first version, just trying to sell, you know, sexy cheerleaders <laughs> and right. know, get, a, get an appearance from Stone Cold and The Rock every <laughs> once in a while. Like it was, it was football and, and you had good broadcasters involved with it. It was it, they were, it was a good-looking product. So I think for Dwayne Johnson and company to, to jump on it, yeah, I think there's an opportunity for this league to have some legs to it. Yeah, I, I believe so too. We'll see. And again, I just wonder what's <laughs> going to happen with Vince and The Rock, though, man. Like, is this uh, is this Shane McMahon buying WCW, or uh, <laughs> like, is, is Vince like is Vince lurking in the wings here somehow, some way? Does he swoop in and, and still quietly have a piece of this? Like, oh, that's I'm true. Very too. curious to see how this is all going to play out. Yeah, no kidding. Can't wait to see it. So back to to yourself. Like you said, you interviewed the Undertaker. Who was one in like? The first sports athlete or entertainer that you got to interview, you're like, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Well, the, the first one that really kind of, like, I nearly, like, legitimately pooped my pants was, I, I grew up in Ottawa, okay. and there was a, a legendary junior hockey coach by the name of Brian Kilray. Now, Brian was, you know, BFFs for a long time with, with Don Cherry. And, oh, wow. Uh, Brian's got the record for the most wins as a junior hockey coach in the history of the Canadian Hockey League. He's won Memorial Cups. But, you know, Brian Kilroy was kind of like the the king of hockey, if you will, in, in <laughs> Ottawa. Right. And so when I was 18, I, you know, in my first year in college, you know, my radio assignment, I, oh, like I called and called and called <laughs> and called every week the Ottawa 67's front office and trying to get one day just, you know, uh, can I speak to Brian Kilroy, please? You know, he was always away or he's busy or sure. whatever. And finally one day, they're like, Brian, uh, Brian Kilroy, please, uh, one moment. Oh, wow. Like, hello? And I'm, oh, hello, <laughs> Mr. Kilroy. Oh, you know, you're, you know, I think my voice is still cracking in those days. You know, and I just remember him saying, like, uh, you know, can I, can I, Call, call Tradio, can I come and interview you? Uh, right. well, what are you thinking? I, I could come tomorrow. I was like, well, how long is it going to be? And, uh, about 10 minutes. Well, it better not be any longer. Yeah. I don't have shit to do. Click. And it's like, oh, my God, right? And, and so <laughs> I, I, I show up. I take the bus. Like, I prepped. I couldn't afford to go by the, the – there was a book written about him. I, okay. I just basically sat in an old uh, – there were the old W.H. Smith books, uh, bookstores back sure. in the day in yeah. stores. And uh, I sat there and – basically spent an hour just you know, <laughs> rummaging through this book because I wasn't going to, I didn't have any money to buy it. Right. And, uh, and it's doing all my prep because this is kind of like pre-internet, like the internet's just starting to like, it's yeah. like free, free net. There was like, a, <laughs> like, didn't really know how it works. Right. And then, um, and then, so just trying to do all my research and prep and, and then, uh, you know, going down to the, taking the bus and, you know, writing all my questions out and, going in like i remember getting ready to walk into the arena to go to the office where he was and i was so scared I, I i legitimately had to turn around run to a restaurant across the street and, and go poop because 
I was like, I, he scared the shit out of me. And, oh my and, god! You know, to sit down and talk with him, and he, he, I don't know if he knew. I don't know if he knew I was, I was uh, that nervous. But I remember him saying, "Let's go feed the birds outside," and he had some hot dog bun, and he just kind of threw a. Threw it out and fed the pigeons outside in the parking lot of the arena, which I remember it just kind of really settled me down. And we did this interview, but that was that was the That's first, awesome. you know, sort of OMG. You know, along the way, you know, the other, you know, along the way, you, you get a chance to kind of be in some scrums and interview certain people that, you know, was was always really cool. Um, you know, you the experience and the opportunities. Like I've been really fortunate along the way to interview heroes and you know mm. whether it was Wayne Gretzky and nice. you know Wayne was Wayne always I always got nervous with Wayne because it was always oh my god it's Wayne Gretzky right um, <laughs> of course you know uh you know I remember the first time you know I remember interviewing Hulk Hogan and this sounds funny but like you know obviously I was a big Hulk fan of course uh, Everyone I was, was pulling for uh, pulling for Andre at WrestleMania <laughs> three but I mean never mind um but but there's like I remember Hogan, I was at TSN at the time okay. and he coming in and he was coming in early. Um, he had a book that came out and, and he was in town. And as he, he walked into the studio, it said to be about like eight in the morning. And so we were all waiting, you know, there was nobody in the newsroom yet. It's maybe seven in the morning, but you yeah. know, the, the SUV pulls up <laughs> and the Hulkster gets out of the back. And it's just, you know, he's got the black headband on and he's got the sunglasses and the mustache. And it's just like immediately flashback to, you know, 12 year old Sabalski. Of course. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's the Hulkster, right? It's like, here's this superhero. And, he, you know, he walks into, you know, he walks into, you know, the, uh, the building and sure. I'm like, uh, uh, hey, Hulk. Uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, what's up, brother? Oh, hey, J- you know, James Sabalski uh, with the TSN. We're going to do this interview. He's like, all right, but. Uh, where's the bathroom, brother? It's <laughs> like the first thing he says to me, right? Where's yeah. the bathroom, brother? Like, thanks, brother. And well, brother, uh, it's <laughs> over here, brother. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I That's awesome. like to be really cool. Like Bill Russell, I've had a chance to talk to, and, wow. you know, Jesse Jackson, who obviously not necessarily from a sports standpoint, right. but there's Still. a guy who could have been the president of the United States at one time, no kidding. you know, to see those experiences and, um, you know, whether it was Gretzky, Bobby Orr and, uh, you know Shaquille O'Neal and Joe Montana, oh man, traveling around and getting yelled, you know, getting yelled at from athletes as well. <laughs> I mean, it just it's a lot of experiences, some, some really fun ones and, and really cool ones. Some that you almost forget about sometimes. But you know, I was I was working at a classic rock station in you know the late nineties okay. in Ottawa, and I was asked to go get the order. Uh, there, uh, go get some, go interview and get some sound from. Uh, from Rush, who were getting oh, the Order of Canada. Right. So this is like 97. Yeah, so like okay. there's Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson and Neil Peart. And, sure. uh, and so they're all down there and uh, at, at, at you know Rideau Hall, where the Governor General's residence was in, in right. Ottawa. And, you know, and it's funny, because at the time I wasn't, I, I, I learned to become a bigger fan or appreciate Rush much more in my later years as opposed to when I was younger. And so I was like, oh, Rush, yeah, whatever. But, you know, these two other gentlemen got the Order of Canada that day that I was, like, so excited about. And this maybe speaks to what a, a goofball I was when I was a kid. But out walked, out walked Al Waxman, okay. who was, like, the king of Kensington. 
right? And, right. and you know, his show in Canada in the seventies, and then he was like the 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 chief on Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> and but like, there's Al Waxman who walks out, and I'm like, nobody's bothering Al Waxman, and I'm like, hey, what a guy, Al Waxman. I'm like, hey, I'm twenty, you're the twenty year old, and he's kind of looking at me like, oh, I I'm interviewing him about the Order of Canada, and then. There was this other actor, this elderly gentleman at the time, and he comes walking out. And he's got the Order of Canada as well. Right. And it was a man by the name of Frank Schuster. So oh. if anybody was old enough to remember the show Wayne and Schuster back, like it was like a fixture. It was like always a special on Saturdays, uh, right. you know, on CBC, when, either when Hockey Day in Canada was, you know, in its off season. So what was on in the summer, right? And, you know, if you went to a – sometimes if you went somewhere to a relative's place – there was a chance they didn't have cable, but the one channel they had was CBC. Right. Like, well, you want Wayne and Schuster and Tommy Hunter's on, right? And so, oh. you know, I think Frank Schuster was about like 85 at the time. And wow. I remember, you know, talking to Frank Schuster and thinking, man, this is so cool. And, you know, setting this audio aside, like, hey, guys, just to let you know, I've got all this great sound from Al Waxman and Frank right. Schuster. And they're like, thanks for nothing, Sabalski. Where's the rush sound? I'm like, oh, I, I, I got a couple of clips on that. Okay, that's all we want. We don't give a rat's ass what you did. But, like, I was totally fanboying out about you know certain personalities and you know there was two that came to mind frank schuster and al waxman gone oh my god certainly not forgotten in my house that's awesome okay a couple things before we get to the dumbass of the week because i know you got to get going soon yeah okay first let's go back to video games so two-part question esports why don't we see more of this on major sports stations you know, I think there is a debate amongst executives as to whether it resonates enough with the audience. And mm. I think with respect to esports, um, are people as inclined to watch esports like NFL, NHL, MLB, and say the NBA, and you know, even even FIFA for that matter? Right. If you can watch a real sport as it is. Is it does it resonate to watch two people competing on a virtual sport? Uh, you know, over like Overwatch. Overwatch has a league, and I and I get how that works. And I think there's more of a rationale or an understanding with conventional broadcast executives with that. Mm-hmm. So whether a for, whether you could you know whether it's a Fortnite league or whether it's uh, whether it's uh, Overwatch or, or along those lines, or I'm sure there'll be a Roblox league on television at some sure. point with the amount that my kids play and I'm sure there's so many other kids. Um, I, I, I do wonder at, at what point, because uh, I think there's that debate. I mean, there's there's so much room for growth for, for the esports, but that's the one answer that I've had from executives where I say, hey, why not, like, why not air some of this and have these leagues? And they, they debate whether or not there's enough of an audience on conventional network television mm. to watch. You know, why would, why would I want to watch, um, for use the NHL, for example, why would I want to watch two people playing a video game of NHL when I can watch the actual game between, you know, the Montreal Canadiens and the Calgary Flames, which right. is on in two hours from now. Right. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I fully. That. I don't know if I'm fully convinced of that answer just yet, but um, but I think that's I think that's where the divide is right now at this point in 2020. Now, how did the gig come about of being the play-by-play for NHL 20? This must have been. I'm assuming you were you played video games as a child, and if you're into hockey, you've played the NHL series. So now to hear yourself calling it in a video game. First off, how did it all came to be? Like I said, and how were you feeling, the 12 year old Sobolski, as you would say? 
Oh my god, well first off, 12 year old Zabalski is still fanboying out uh, right now Going, man, I'm in a video game, it's so cool uh, Man, it, honestly, uh, I, I still think to myself This is so cool uh, Because I played the game uh, You know, I right? played the NHL 94 Who has it? I had copies yes. NHL 94 and 95 And, you know, maybe take a break for a couple of years And NHL 98 And, you know, playing it with Jim Hewson And, and Don Taylor And Daryl Ray calling those early uh, You know, with the first period variations of play-by-play and uh, you know and the one with Ovi on the cover and <laughs> um, and just all, just along the way over the years and um, to want to treat it with so much respect but they were looking for a new broadcast team uh, a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. um, I was lucky enough to get an audition and um, I, I went in and on, on a day that I was finishing up my shift on the radio mm-hmm. And then we were flying as a family to Maui that afternoon. Oh wow! Because that's not a, a big trip, right? <laughs> right. Um, you know, and you got you got four little kids. Oh and, my god! Uh, you got to pack up and be concerned about as well. And somewhere in between, I went to do this audition, and uh, I went in, and they kind of showed me a whole bunch of uh, you know just some game sequences from you know some games in the past, and there was no audio. It was just you know I think it might have even been a black and white monitor. It was just you know, call what you see and uh, don't wow. worry about getting the names right and all that, but just call what you see. And right, right. I just started uh, firing away and, um, you know, I kind of walked out of the, the, the studio going, I don't know what just happened, but I think that was fun. And uh, <laughs> you know, Everybody seemed kind of cool. And, and you know, I, I've always been one to approach things and maybe it's from being too much of a wrestling fan over the years, but kind of have that. So I, I like to sell my broadcast. I like, I like energy. I like an amped up sure. broadcaster. I want, you know, sell the goal, sell the call. And, um, you know, and that was the approach that I took. And I think from a gaming standpoint, that was the sound they liked. And I guess I fooled the right people. And, and that's how uh, they decided to say, uh, all right, Sabalski, this might be the biggest mistake in the history of gaming. Oh my God. But, we're gonna we're gonna go with you. So uh, yeah, it was like a dream come true. And I've been, I, you know, we were talking about some other stuff that I'd done in the past, but uh, that that moment, um, you know, to, to find out, like, to get that gig. I mean, at this stage, it's is one of the coolest things uh, I have uh, accomplished in, in my career. You know, I've done television. That's awesome. You know, I've won awards. Right. I've covered Olympics. Um, you know, I, I've had my own radio show and my own talk show and um you know to do all that but that was you know to, to get, jump into the gaming world all of a sudden and that was it's been pretty special to have this copy of uh you know nhl 20 so are you signed for long term or was just a one-year deal um i think they just see as they go i mean okay i think they announced the 21s coming out in the fall i think in uh, in october at this point and so we've Makes been sense, working yeah. on some some of that so um i'm excited to, to be still part of the team at this point and just kind of see where it goes from there but i uh i it's it's been fun and that was the cool thing that you know we've been able to voice the game and produce content um that has gone along the way with um you know, producing content while working from home, where obviously, you know, the studios at EA, uh, along with so many other workplaces, have been closed and shut down. Mm. And so 
they uh, they were able to get the microphone and they were able, that I've been using for the last what year and a bit. And right. They were able to get to all this foam and <laughs> this wall, and so I've got this little nook that I've cleared out of the kids' uh, toy room, and it's kind of turned into my voice studio. And nice. they make fun of me for screaming uh, all the time. These cold calls, and uh, yeah, we've been able to kind of work from home and, pr- and produce content that I hope uh, that's awesome. I hope the audience is going to enjoy and. You know, it was a little different from last year where we were able to fly down to Los Angeles for a couple of days and voice with Snoop. And that was that was a wow. pretty cool experience. That working with Snoop for two days. I mean, I never thought I'd experience that, but that was pretty fun. No, I have to ask, did you lose any brain cells in the process? <laughs> Man, he is a total professional. Yes. I mean, well, let me ask you this. And I, Go for people it. have asked me this, like, hey, did you smoke weed with Snoop? Yes. And it's like, and I would just, I would just <laughs> simply say this. If Snoop Dogg, the D-O-double-G, the dog father himself, right. if he asked you, <laughs> would you like to partake in some cannabis? Yes. Are you saying no? Of course not. What What kind of, like, that's not even a question. Going into that guy's recording studio and say, hey, you, you know, you, 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 you want to you wanna taste? Oh my no, God. No, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. I, I would just say like, if, if you were given that oh. opportunity, I don't know if anybody's saying no, um, but I, I he was super cool. Like he was, he, the coolest thing about him was he walked in, he sat down there and we were down right. with a couple of other producers okay. and first thing he said was man i am not being i am not above being told what to do he said you let nice. me know what you need and i'll give it to you and right, for right. somebody to, to to be able to to offer that um that was I, I thought that was a real sign of a total pro and a really smart businessman because right you know as much as he may come across as the the, the pot smoking hustler <laughs> A guy is a very shrewd and savvy and incredibly successful businessman and has been for close to 30 years now. Yeah, no, it's the longevity. That's how you know if someone's smart. It's it's not a 100%. fluke if it's been that long, right? Yep. Oh, my God, that's awesome. All right, ready for the dumbass of the week? All right. Okay. So nowadays, especially during lockdown, everyone knows you can pretty much order anything online, get it delivered to your house, so forth and so on, including sex and sexual favors. So... I'm not going to ask you if you ever had sex ordered to your house because you are a family man <laughs> and maybe one day your daughters will be listening to this. But what's the craziest thing that you think in your mind you've ordered to your house? Craziest thing I've ordered to my house over the, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, uh, you put me on the spot here. I mean, I've ordered food. Um, you know, I never sure. really, like back in the day, there was a thing that was really popular, like called dial a bottle. Oh, okay. Yes, like you could. I've heard of it back in the day, right? Uh, But I don't even know if, like, I think we might have done it at a buddy's place. We ordered some booze once. Um, I think in the last couple of years, there's been deliveries for 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 like cannabis. You can order, you know, you can order weed to your door. Yeah, that must be Um, mine. But that's yeah. I mean, like outside of like online shopping. you know, I, I haven't like I haven't really been too edgy or risque. Uh, you know, I, I you know no like legit. I mean, I, I, if, if anything, I've, I've ordered. You know what? I ordered from the BC cannabis store online earlier this year because it's obviously legal now, right? Um, and I, I thought the service like took less than two days for it to arrive to my door. So, um, but aside from that, like 
I don't know if I've ever like I don't know like I mean maybe making a mistake on the ordering the wrong you know wrong food or, or something but now outside of ordering takeout or delivery um, maybe I've missed on a gift but <laughs> I've never really I've always been mindful of like what am I putting in my shopping cart right like, I'm the same way like. You know, it's like, hey, why, why do I keep getting ads for uh, dildos here on my, uh, on my social media feed, right? right? Like, like, I don't know, honey, uh, oh. what's going on here? So, yeah. Yeah, me, it's pretty much the same. Probably the most thing I would never have thought of would be that now my drug dealer is the post office. So, you know what I mean? Other than that, it, it is what it is. But someone in Australia decided that he wanted to order, it, it was a gentleman, and this goes back at the beginning of the summer. So obviously it was during lockdown. So yeah. he couldn't get his jollies and he needed sexual contact. So he went online and ordered another gentleman to come by and do sexual favors on him. Most specifically like B- BDSM type of stuff, right? He wanted to be yeah. choked. He wanted to be whipped, all that sort of stuff. Now, <clears throat> nowadays that's pretty much normal. Not here to judge. You're into your thing. Good for you. If, as long as you're not hurting anyone and everyone's in consent, I'm all for it. But this is where it takes a slight turn. So I don't know what app this is on or how they got to this agreement, but the man was willing to pay $5,000. So again, hard times, calls for hard measures, I guess. So the gentleman who got, who got called upon to do the services accidentally went to the wrong house. But here's the kicker. The whole part of the story was he wanted him to break in and pretend that he was going to about to kill him and everything, but then tie him up and they had a, a safe word and all this. So he broke into the wrong person's house tied an innocent man down and started performing sexual acts on him because he wouldn't say the safe word. Only until he, because he gagged him and put the thing on him. I think it was like five, ten minutes in, he pulled it off and realized it was the wrong person because obviously it shows a picture of the person online. And <laughs> poor guy, obviously let him go and everything, but the guy who got offended had to call it in, call the cops and everything, took them to court and everything, and then it was finally settled that it was all just a misunderstanding and all this and all that. But now two things, or three things. First off... Even still, how about the person traumatized, right? <laughs> right? Can you imagine? Oh my goodness, poor man. Like, just minding his own business, some dude walks in, ties you up, you're like, what the hell's going on? You can't talk because he gagged you? Yeah. <laughs> but again, I don't know if he should have been charged, but... It was an honest mistake. Maybe it was the app's fault. Maybe the app got charged with something. I don't know. I didn't read much further into it. I just yeah. found it funny that. First- I mean, I might have had some. Fa- I mean, I might have had some fantasies as a kid, always thinking like me, like Catwoman breaking into my place or something sure. like that, right? And then having her way with me, and um, like you know, watching way too many Batman shows as a as a kid, right? But yeah, that was. I mean, that'd be. Sorry, it was a misunderstanding. Right. Uh, you know, or, or just what, how does that, how do you, how do you realize that they made the mistake? Is that the neighbor kind of, hey, listen, uh, your mail came to, oh, oh, no, you're supposed to come to my house. <laughs> like, literally come in, in my house. Right. right? Um, uh, now, yeah. I just feel sorry for both parties because one, poor guy again, he got abused when he shouldn't have. And then the second guy was waiting for this and he didn't get his jollies off yet again. So he still had to wait. <laughs> You know, I, I remember covering the Olympics in Athens, and there was a production. Um, there was a guy who working in like a production truck, right? That uh, we would feed our, our stories back. Um, this is, you know, this is two thousand four, and I was working at the score at the time. Okay. 
and there was this, it was like this British satellite truck operator. And we had gone, we went out for some beers one night and, and he kind of liked the party hard. Maybe, and, and I, and when I was a single guy, I liked to kind of have some fun in those days too, but he just kind of had a next level, but he got so wasted one night that he didn't realize he had ordered a prostitute to his room. Oh, wow. But was so drunk mm. that he went to bed and passed out, and the and then the hooker or the escort showed mm. up and was like, you know, and he ordered it through the front desk. It was like the guy wow. was kind of like this guy was staying at a different kind of hotel or wherever he was in Athens. But anyway, he's, you know, gets up the next morning. He's like, hey, uh, you know, your uh, your uh, your request. We tried to go and knock on the door, but there was no answer. You know, what happened? And, and he had no recollection until My like it God. took him it took him a couple hours to realize that he had ordered you know he had ordered a call girl to, to show up to his house <laughs> or show up to his or show up to his room. His and, room and yeah. he, was so, he got so banged up <laughs> that he wound up passing out and, and slept right through the whole, you know, request when she eventually came. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! So yeah, a bunch of dumbasses out there in the world. Your, that could have been your that could have been your dumbass of the week. Fifteen years or sixteen years. <laughs> no kidding. Well, now's your time. You can plug your stuff where people can find you, where people can reach out if you want. What's going on with you? Uh, you know what? You can find me on uh, social media on Twitter at James Sabalski. Uh, you can find me also at James underscore Sabalski on Instagram as well, and. You can listen to me on Sportsnet 650 weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Pacific time. You can also listen uh, on the Sportsnet streaming app or on sportsnet.ca slash 650. And last but not least, you can buy yourself a copy of NHL 20, which I'm sure you could probably get for a really good deal right now, considering it's been out since September. So, uh, you know, if you haven't had enough of me just yet, there you go. Are there, are there plenty of more opportunities for me to ramble on and talk your ear off? <laughs> awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, helps me out. Visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com. Scroll down on your device. Click the link. It's right there. Or please, the most important thing you can do and it's free of charge. Takes you two seconds. Rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One last question before I let you go. How excited are you for Cheetos Mac and Cheese? to see in a canadian market i would like to see hawkins mac and cheese oh okay. you know what i'm talking about you know the hawkins cheesies no what are, what are these they're, things they're, they're 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 from a company in belleville like okay. they're the, the red they're like the red white and blue uh like cellophane bag no, no, it's the, the, the crunch of the crunchy cheesies come on that's very un-canadian of you to not know what hawkins cheese. see i'm not like canadian I'm, I'm not a true canadian i'm torontonian as they say <laughs> Oh, okay. You're from the. Uh, does anybody say Torontonian? Does everybody just say I'm from the six? Uh, well, um, I'm not. I'm not a douchebag, so I don't say that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, no. I. I uh, actually, it's funny. Years back, I had helped. There was a woman who was in marketing, I believe, at Shoppers Drug Mart. Okay. And uh, her son had some questions about getting into the business. And she had asked, uh, you know, she was like, oh, thanks for, you know, thanks very much for taking the time with my child. And, and I just responded by saying, hey, look, my only request is 
make sure you keep Hawkins cheesies on the shelves at Shoppers Drug Mart. And wouldn't you know, a week later to the office, a case, and I mean a Shut freaking up. case, like a big giant box that you get in, like that the grocery stores get sure. came yeah. of Hawkins cheesies. And man, like I may have OD'd that. Box. <laughs> That's Hawkins hilarious. So, so Cheetos mac and cheese. Uh, will I eat? I will definitely try some. Right. I'm not the biggest Cheetos guy. Yeah, me but either. I think, but but I would say I'm sooner. Like I feel like I would still be more of a traditional KD guy. Mm. But Hawkins Hawkins mac and cheese that would be a game changer for me. Now let's see if you are a true Canadian. Do you put hot dog in your mac and cheese? Not enough. <laughs> oh I, wow! I would I would on I would on like on occasion, but it's not something. Um, it's not something we have enough in the house of. Gotcha. They generally, they're, they're kind of separate meals. We kind of stagger them to keep the kids happy, <laughs> right? So one day you might have some That's mac true. and cheese, another day. But um, I remember thinking it was a little bit, I don't, I don't put ketchup in my mac and cheese. Oh, I do. That's the only thing I put in it. I don't do the hot dog. <laughs> no. I, would do, I, I do hot dogs on occasion uh, in the mac and cheese. Uh, bacon sometimes in my Ooh, mac and cheese. I like that. I'm yeah, actually I'm gonna try too. that. What's got what's got two thumbs and likes bacon in his mac and cheese? <laughs> this guy. Uh, but uh, maybe some hot sauce every once in a while in the mac and cheese. Oh wow, but that's, uh, that's but good no, too. but no, but ketchup. Ugh. Ugh. And people who put ketchup on their poutine—that's just wrong too. I'm I'm also one of those guys. <laughs> oh man, it's like we can't be friends anymore. You probably have like you probably you probably have some of it in your beard still. <laughs> Again, it's to preserve. You never know, man. Times are rough. Yeah, leftovers. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoarding. I'm hoarding ketchup inside my beard. Yeah, just in case this pandemic kicks up again. <laughs> oh my god! Awesome. On that note, he's James. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Peace.